the Serpent Temple podcast. This week we are doing a big Bonanza Bloodstock review. Um, so Floyd and I were there. I was only there from Saturday and Sunday because I was playing. Um, <clears throat> um, but Floyd was there the whole week. I was so. there for the whole week, yeah, from the Wednesday through to the Monday morning, which is the most depressing day of the <laughs> week, seeing everybody just barely alive, packing yes. up their tents. First and foremost, how did you find uh, playing it? Did you... Fucking sick. Yeah, it was a very great set, cool. by the way. Thank you so much. That's very kind of you to say. Um, yeah, I went. I was last there in 2012, yeah. and it's barely changed, which is actually very comforting. Yeah. So I really like that. That's one... Do you know what? It's 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 got that real family feel to it, I think, because yeah. it is run by the Gregory family, yeah. I think, first and foremost. There's a few other people, like... Simon Hall, who I think is responsible for a lot of the uh, the Sophie stage and New Blood and stage. Us. Thank and you, Simon yeah. Hall. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's. Do you know what? I saw a lot of kids there this year as well. Actually, so yeah, many it's, kids. it's got a really good sort of yeah. friendly, welcoming atmosphere, which I think is one of the uh, to quote a business phrase, one of the USPs <laughs> of the festival. Definitely, there was there's a really really positive vibe. Like we really noticed. I was a bit anxious going in. I was like, oh, what's this going to be like? Are people going to be on edge? Because um, you know, once you're in the festival, you've got to show your lateral flow test. But once you're in, there were like basically no rules. No yeah. one's wearing a mask. Everyone's hugging each other. Um, like it just felt like nothing had changed. Yeah, it was really weird, and we were kind of saying that when we camped up. We're like, it's crazy how this is the first one in two years, yet it felt so quickly familiar. Yeah. It just settled into thin so quickly. Yeah. We're like, oh, we thought this would be weirder. But yeah. it was a good thing because it was like really kind of nurturing sense of familiarity. Definitely. Um, so I was so sure I was going to fuck up that word familiarity <laughs> there. I <laughs> always have trouble with that word. Um, but um, do you want that I noticed, actually, which I think a lot of people picked up on, mm. with there being no um, download this year, because you had the download pilot, which was a success, but that was only a fraction of the... Uh, 10,000 people, right? Yeah, yeah, of the people that go to that festival. So I got the impression there was a lot of people who would have went to download, went to Bloodstock instead this year. Because mm. there was a lot more, I don't want to say normy kind of metalheads, but like a lot more of a kind of... Less underground. Kinda, yeah, more of like a standard sort of like heavy music yeah. audience. And and I think, because I tell you what, the campsites were more packed than they'd ever been. Were they? I didn't go in the campsites. Yeah. So it was, um, and I think that definitely added to the atmosphere as well, just because it was really fucking bustling. And I've never seen the Sophie tent packed out as much as I have yeah. for acts. There'd be certain times during festivals and during bloodstocks in the past where if a Sophie band was clashing with a main stage band, if, even if they were particularly big main stage bands, the, the crowd would be a little bit kind of middling and dwindled. But mm. every band almost had a full tent, including Amazing. the New Blood tent. Yeah. So it was looking, it, it was just great. It was great to see a return to live music. And for the most part, everything seemed pretty safe. And by the books, I think people were being somewhat responsible. Well, as responsible as you would expect 25,000 yeah. metalheads to be. No one spat directly into my eyeballs, thankfully. I was thinking about it. <laughs> oh, but, well, no, but no, I thanks. decided against it. <laughs> <laughs> but it was it was pretty safe. I know a few quite a few people have had festival flu, me and you included. Yeah. We felt a little bit rough for a few days. <coughs> Sorry. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Case in point. No, that's uh, just for for um, a bit of a disclaimer. I absolutely shredded my voice to Judas Priest. <laughs> so my vocal cords are repairing a bit, which is why I have to cough because uh, speaking irritates my cords. I could have brought you some vocal zone. Yeah, I still need to try them. You mentioned them to me years ago. I still need to oh, buy some. Oh, you'd love them because you like Fisherman's Friends. Yeah, I like Fisherman's Friends. Yeah, you'll like, there's different flavours now, but it's like kind of having like a kind of small tropical storm inside your head. Yeah, that sounds cool. Yeah. Sounds like meth. No, it doesn't sound like Does meth. Does it sound like meth? I, I don't know, I've never Maybe taken I meth. Try it. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> well, we, we know one person who's been doing meth that's been saying some spicy takes hey, this week. Whoa. Hey, whoa. There he is. <laughs> but um, why no aside? Um, Bloodstock is the main focus. Um, yeah, it's, it's bloody fantastic. And I, I thought I was going to have like a panic attack or something, being around like literally tens of thousands of people again. But I was totally fine. It was just yeah. like being surrounded by loads of old friends. They're really good at kind of, um, for such a small festival in comparison, excuse me, big gas, <laughs> to the bigger European ones, It's uh, they do a really good job of still managing to uh, create enough space for yeah. for 20 odd thousand people to kind of not bump into each other too much. Definitely. Which is why Damnation is going to be fucking interesting. I don't know how they're going to do Damnation. Because that is always a squash. 
Yeah. Oh man. So we'll and see the how that new goes. lineup is fantastic. Yeah. I like it more than the old lineup. Yeah, I think I think quite a few people yeah. have said that because I think I think from on the Damnation Twitter anyway, I think they were a bit apprehensive about posting it because they lost all the American bands. Yeah. And uh, obviously, Pig Destroyed being a big coup, but fuck it. I mean, who 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 wouldn't be happy with Carcass? Carcass, and then they've added Cryptic Shift, who are alumni yes. of the Serpent Temple yeah, podcast. Great, I'll definitely be watching Cryptic Shift. Um, Green Lung have been added too, I think. Yeah, Party Cannon. Yeah. So obviously they pulled out of Bloodstock, unfortunately. So it would be good oh. to catch them at um, Damnation. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, this lineup is more expensive than the previous lineup. Yeah, I could probably believe that. Yeah, yeah. I think Carcass is probably super bloody expensive. Yeah, and Paradise Lost playing Gothic in full. Oh, so yeah, I forgot about that. Us Paradise Lost fans, me and Shem. We'll get yeah. to see, uh, yeah. So, we've seen Draconian Times now, Gothic. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, we had to delay the low and set by almost half an hour because Paradise Lost were like 20 minutes on late going on. And, like, because we were in the Jaeger stage, we couldn't play at the same time because it would clash with Paradise Lost. So, we just stood there on stage watching Paradise Lost yeah. for 20 minutes, just being like, sorry, guys. So it was fantastic. We had a great view, yeah. Yeah, I just remember just waiting for your set to start and just hearing sagest words to me. <laughs> that was my Creed version of that Paradise Lost I like song. it. Yeah, you could do but, a covers band. <laughs> it's more like James Hetfield. Sagest Hetfield. words to me. I said that once about Nick and people looked at me like I was talking fucking gibberish. He, he literally does sound like James Hetfield. I see, I see the resemblance. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Have you heard the, the James Hetfield mashup where he's like, I love Opeth? Like Michael Ackerfeld is great. No? It's really good. This is a very specific thing and not interesting at all if you don't know what I'm talking about. But yeah, we'll show it to you after the podcast. Pull that shit up afterwards. I'm, Hell I'm, I'm yeah. game for that. It's so good. Um, I think first and foremost, I say first and foremost, we've been speaking for about 10 fucking minutes. Um, <laughs> I want to say just a big well done to the whole team for putting that shit together. Hell that yeah. must have been fucking tough because I tell you what, there was a lot of bands pulling out with mm. like last case last-minute COVID cases and with Ginger being added and then removed. And what a sterling job of still putting ahead of festival against all fucking odds. Yes. So great job to Vicky, Adam, and just the whole Gregory family and the team and Simon Hall. I mean, what a great fucking monumental effort. And especially considering how much metal fans were craving something like this. I think it was yeah. like a pick-me-up that a lot of people needed to I think it was a mental health boost for a significant number of people, yeah. for sure. Like we, we, like me and Shem, we felt like um, we just felt like we'd gone through like a mental health shower. You know, like in in space films, they go in like the shower when they come back from space in case like the deadly viruses, like the killer space viruses, on them. Okay, maybe this isn't the best analysis analogy, but uh. like afterwards, we were just like, oh, I feel clean. Like mentally, I just feel so much more light and free and. Just more positive and happy. Like, it really, we needed that social boost, for sure. And I think the fans were a bit more uh, hygienic than normal. Normally, you go to a, a metal true. festival and... It was less um, smelly. You could tell that few of the pundits hadn't showered a week prior to attending the festival. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, it was, it was a good thing, having people being a bit more conscious of um, hygiene and stuff. There's a few sanitizing stations about, which are actually quite welcome because mm. um, talking a bit about the food stalls that were there, it oh, was um, we sticky. frequented the, the uh, rotisserie chicken oh my God. stall, which I personally loved and was a lifesaver for me throughout the festival. And, you know, I would rather spend £9 on a half chicken and some chips and gravy than £9 on a really fucking bland, tiny chicken wrap. Yeah, I get you. I'm not going to name uh, other stalls there that I thought would be an extortionate. <laughs> name but, and shame, name and, and shame. Texas Smokehouse as well, who are great as always. They nice. do the barbecue wings and uh, they had sold out their ribs within the first half an hour. Oh, no So way. that allocated amount of ribs for the entire... Five days were gone within the first half an hour. Wow. Um, but they do great wings. And yeah, and that's why I was glad there was more sanitizer stations. My hands <laughs> fucking cakes and barbecue sauce <laughs> and chicken juice the entire weekend. <laughs> <laughs> You walking around with like brown hands, like hold them in the air because they're sticky. It's like ah, like in the middle of a yeah. pit. Like the worst is when you walk out the portaloo with brown chicken shit over your hands. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, ran out of toilet roll. Just use my hands instead. But, use the edge of the <laughs> yeah. But yeah, uh, but yeah, it was um, yeah. So I was there from the Wednesday, and it was um, I tried to make a concerted effort to watch more bands, and I've made a little rundown of some of the bands that I've watched. Go for it. And uh, so we um, 
We set up a little bit late on Wednesday, but I caught a little bit of Ward 16. Yeah. Which is spelt in Roman numerals, so it's Ward XIV. Oh, sorry, XVI. Yes. And they were kind of cool. I caught like the latter half of their set. They were kind of like folky and theatrical. Mm-hmm. And one of the people on stage kind of looked a bit like a matey boy from Slipknot. Chris Fenn, the one with the long nose. Oh, yeah. One of the, one of the dudes got kicked out of the band recently. To the point where I said, I wonder if that is actually Chris Fenn. Oh. But it wasn't. But. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of like a, yeah, a, a version of that. But they seemed quite cool. I actually wished I caught more of their set. Um, and then caught a bit of Raised by Owls who are kind of like a uh, a really humour-conscious death grind band. Mm-hmm. So uh, we actually got handed a leaflet for their set while we were camped up, and it was a picture of uh, Ainsley Harriet, <laughs> like a cherubic Ainsley Harriet, and it was about advertising the second coming of him. Because I think they've got a Wait, song... Wait, is he dead? No, he's alive. Okay, when you said second coming, I was like, what? <laughs> I think it's ever since he became a bit of a meme, meme with the whole yeah. give your meat a good old rub. Oh. Which is... Uh, yeah, I just love the meme where he's like, you know, the acid one where he'd like decom, decom, they deconstruct him until he's got like red eyes and it's just like waves. Yeah, I love that meme. It's fucking trippy. <laughs> but um, there was some crazy shit going on during their set. Yeah, they 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 had excerpt. They had playing sound clips from the Chuckle Vision theme. Amazing. Um, fucking Mr. Blobby came out with a double-ended dil- dildo. That. I'm yeah. terrified of Mr. Blobby. Yeah, he scared a lot of people. I know. I remember a lot of people being terrified of Mr. Blobby. Him with a double-ended dildo as well. Like that's fucking. That's, yeah. Oh my god. And like, apparently, I didn't see this, but apparently there was someone in the audience who, for the entire set, held up a full-sized PS2. I saw a picture of that. I so, saw a picture. How fucking random is that? You know, we had someone with an eggplant on a stick for us. I fucking saw the eggplant at other sets as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah like I didn't realize until like the end of the, the first song, everyone put their hands in the air and then like someone just shoved an eggplant into the air. And I was like, yeah. the fuck am I looking at right now? It was so surreal. Like shout out to that guy. That was yeah. pretty fucking cool. Like, funny. Do we call it eggplant or what's the other name? Aubergine. For it Aubergine. I think more people know what an eggplant is because of the meme. Like, but the emoji. It means a dick. Because it's a, yeah. yeah. Well, whose dick is purple and like that? <laughs> we call it in England. We us Brits, right? Us Brits, true patriotism. <laughs> it's an aubergine on a stick, okay? <laughs> yeah. So, Ray's Bowers were entertaining. They played the New Blood stage a few years back, and apparently, it was the the biggest crowd the New Blood stage has ever had. Wow. So, I think it makes sense that they've been bumped up to the yeah. Sophie stage now. So, nice. I can see them being like a kind of an in-house band akin to your Evil Scarecrows and your other sort of comedy-ish party cannons. bands. Yes. Yeah. Well, the interesting thing about Party Cannon is their, their lyrics and their song titles are quite humorful, mm. but their music is just straight up legit slam. Like Death Clock. Well, not slam, but like I, they're, they're kind of funny, but the music's actually I've not listened good. to Death Clock. I actually quite like it. Brandon yeah. Small's like a really good musician. Yeah, I've not listened to that. Or he, what's, his, what's his other project? Is it Galacticon? Is it called? Maybe? I don't know. He's, he's yeah. got some stuff. Yeah, I've heard good things about Death Clock, but I've heard that yeah, their music is actually pretty legit. So, yeah, yeah, I suppose that's a good analogy. Because it is a bit similar to that. But um, I'll definitely be catching Party Canada Damnation yeah. anyway, because they unfortunately pulled out, which was I've a never shame. seen them nor heard them, but I hope they have actual cannons. Like, fun well, party cannons. That would be cool. Because I remember seeing Guar at Bloodstock, and they had a cannon that shot, like, fake um, bodily seminal fluids into yeah. the crowd. And I was photographing that year, and they had to have a sign being like, you must wear waterproof protective clothing and protect your camera, and we're not legally liable for any damaged goods. Because <laughs> they spray you with, like, um, food dye and things like that. It's yeah. pretty funny. They're booked for next year as well. Oh, Yeah, damn. they were one of the announcements. There was an announcement that happened at some point, which I missed, mm. but Gua are playing a UK-exclusive tour next year. That'll be so weird. Which is going to be interesting, because obviously poor uh, Odorous Urangus passed away, God, about 2013, I think. I met him at Bloodstock, and he gave me, like, an exclusive interview about his, like, family history. That's wild. Because he was, like, super drunk, and then no one gave a fuck, because I wrote for, like, a very small publication, yeah. so no one read it. But it was, he was amazing. He's such a cool person. His interviews are fucking legendary. Yeah. Like, he is just such an amusing guy. I remember seeing him uh, and the bands doing a cover of uh, Kansas's Carry On My Wayward Son. It was oh. some YouTube channel that would, like, they would get bands on to do covers, and he was just so funny. Like He's so funny. It's just so amusing. It's worth a watch that video. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to try and replicate the humour in what he said, because I'll no doubt fuck it no up. No one could but... be as funny as him. He no. just had a wonderful way of putting things that was just automatically hilarious. Yeah. And then we had the headliners on the Wednesday were the uh, the thrash revivalists onslaught 
from Bristol. Oh, they played yesterday at the Underworld with Damim and Sufferer. At Memoriam as well, right? And Memoriam and also Slime Lord. What are they called again? Slime Lord weren't there. Okay, not Slime Lord. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Slime Lord. <laughs> but it was, uh, they were great. I'm, I actually have a bit, see the same with Thrashers. It's one of those genres that I wouldn't really listen to too much on record these days because I think it's very of its time and a lot of it can be a bit dated. Mm-hmm. Um, hence why we don't have too many major, like sort of modern thrash bands. But um, I will say, I mean, like Power Trip were one of the only ones who I think kind of broke through the mold. And but they had like fucking one foot in the hardcore scene yeah. as well as the as the thrash scene. So I think they were something special. Rest in peace, Riley Gale. Yeah. Um, but no, also I thought it was fucking amazing live. It was such a good show and one of the best stage shows I'd seen in the Sophie tents. There was a good amount of fire and cool. Fucking just um, that was other shit called. <laughs> fire. <laughs> what did you call it? Water. <laughs> Earth, wind, smoke, and nana. Yeah, I kind of like smoked you know, those gas. Dry ice. Yeah, smoke. Dry ice. Yeah, it wasn't dry ice, but it dry was. Ice, yeah. yeah, was it dry ice? Is it Don't like what, the mist on the floor? Fuck knows. It was something <laughs> cool. But it was, either way, it was fucking impressive. I loved it, whatever, the, cool. whatever mystery element that was. <laughs> but, <laughs> did, I tell, did I tell you about when I still hang the bastard at Electrowax and the smoke machine broke? And it filled the oh, I filled the whole venue. Oh, yeah. shit. <laughs> Yeah, God, that's wild. But they were really good. Um, they had their old um, vocalist, Psychealer, come up to do a couple of um, tracks towards the end as well, nice. some of the other tracks, because um, they released a new album uh, in 2020, and uh, they've got a bit of a, like, uh, some newer members in the band, so it's a bit of a revitalised lineup, which is quite common for a lot of thrash bands. Same with uh, Acid Rain, who played the main stage on uh, Saturday, I believe. They also had, like, a, a few newer members to breathe fresh life into the band. But no, it was just a really great sort of traditional sort of 80s thrash and it just really maybe it was because it was the first sort of live show i'd seen in about a year and a half but it was just really what i needed thrash is a very sort of familiar nostalgic kind of genre for me because i feel like most people when they get into metal they start with like your metallica and your slayers that's a lot of the a lot of people's introduction bands and it's a shame because i feel like a lot of people don't go outside the big four and I feel yeah. like there's so many other good bands. You look at the Teutonic Big Four, you look at Creator, Sodom, Destruction, and then even other bands in the US scene, Exodus and Testament. I, I prefer Testament to any of the other Big Four thrash bands, personally. Oh, that's interesting. I don't. Yeah. I, I did, do not I fan saw, Testament. I won tickets to see them live and left early. Yeah. They were terrible live. Must have just been... Well, when was this? Really, like 2010? Yeah, he might. But well, don't mean I don't mean to guilt trip you there, but I think he might have been recovering from chemo at the time. Oh, yeah, Chuck didn't Billy. His, like, wife die as well. Oh shit! Not really? sure. I don't, don't know about that. Warren, but yeah. Warren Dane, he's dead now, isn't he? So that's Nevermore. War oh, Dane. I was getting mixed up. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, War Dane's dead. Yeah. yeah, Nevermore were great. I like Nevermore. Um, but um, but yeah, there's Chuck Billy from Testament as a singer. Oh, oh, he had a rough bad. few years, so okay. it might have been during that time. Yeah, but, I take it back then. Maybe yeah. they just had a bad night. But... but I've seen him since, and I think they've always been great. I'll give him another chance. I actually think he's one of the best thrash vocalists, personally. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. He must have been having a bad night in that yeah. case, yeah. But no, so it was a great way to end the Wednesday. And then uh, Thursday, there's quite a few interesting acts. Uh, sorry if you get bored of me talking just to... No, enjoy. I'm loving this. So uh, opening up the Jaeger stage, we had a band called Tortured Demon. Mm-hmm. But the average age of the member was about 14, 15. No way. So it was like these group of kids, and it was kind of like our answer to, um, what do you call them, alien weaponry <laughs> from New Zealand. But like musically, they sounded a bit like kind of like a trivium, neo-thrash, kind of groovy. And I tell you what, they played a pretty damn good show. And a lot of people turned out for them. So it was really cool to see. And you could tell the kids were absolutely fucking stoked. Oh, my God. And um, it was cool because he was putting on, like, his metal voice. He was like, when he was was bantering with the crowd. So it was pretty cool. Oh, that's amazing. But, um, when you're going back to school and telling your mates, like, oh, we played Bloodstock at the weekend. Yeah. yeah. Can you imagine being fucking 14 years old? I'd like, shit what's my that, pants. year nine, year 10? I don't fucking know. And I would going shit back, my pants. St- that's you, crazy yeah mad confidence for people their age also your parents have got to be really cool yeah my parents would so not let me do that nah <laughs> I definitely wouldn't have the cojones to uh, yeah. get up on stage at that age oh, no. so fair play to that and do you know what it was great to see a lot of people supporting them I actually saw a few people wearing tortured demon shirts oh, cool. throughout the festival oh check so, those guys out yeah they were really really good and I think you know it's, it's kind of like um, a good sign of things to come 
for uh, the future of the scene. But there's bands still getting into it and playing like I don't want to say proper metal, but you know, it's because there's a lot of the, there's a big new metal revival going on at the moment, which I haven't actually noticed. Which, which I'm not really fully behind because I kind of think that genre deserves to stay where it is. I think that you know, that is definitely early 2000s. Like pretend it never happened. Yeah. Yeah. And like, don't get me wrong. Like me and Shem have waxed lyrical about corn They're many okay. a time, but yeah. like it's. It, it's of its time, you know? Yeah. Like, it's, like I wouldn't want another yeah. band to come out now yeah. and try and no, meld no, corn. It's, it's like the whole new metal core thing that's happening at the moment, new, which we've new. talked about before, which yeah. is like they're melding the new metal sensibilities with 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 the worst parts of metalcore. And it's just... some. But hey, people dig it, so um, I'm not going to bash it. Yeah, let them eat their cake. But even what bands like Biohazard, man, they had it right. Oh, do you know they what? so sick. Biohazard was sick, and you know they actually played Bloodstock in 2014, and they had a stage invasion, and it was fucking sick. And there was a really cool meme that came out of it because there was one dude on stage that was there during the stage invasion, but just on his phone like this, and it just looked like he was playing Candy Crush, while like everyone else was just losing their fucking shit. I'll see if I can find the picture afterwards, but it was hilarious. But yeah, um, so Torture Demon were great, and I think they're a band to kind of look out for, especially considering how young they are. So I think for the stage that they're at now, it's super, super impressive. And then I had a really good find on the New Blood stage, and I will admit, prior to this, I hadn't been on the New Blood stage for probably a few years, because the lineup is normally quite stacked for me. And and I'll be fully honest, like when I'm not watching the band, I normally have to go back just to sit down at the campsite. <laughs> For 20 minutes just to recuperate so the energy to watch the next act. So I'd, normally I give the new blood stage a bit of a wide berth just because I just I just can't be fucked. And that's just pure laziness from my perspective. <laughs> but that's the cool thing about the Thursday was there was there was no main stage on Thursday. So it was just the lower stages. So and I saw the name Ca- uh, Casket Feeder and I thought... Um, that's a cool name. I was like, fuck, probably death metal. Yeah. So I'll go check this out. Sounds legit. And it was like a really cool kind of like death metal hardcore hybrid there was some slams. There was some super oh, sick riffs. That sounds cool. It was a packed tent. Yeah. And um, there was nobody guarding the disabled ramp. So um, I decided to just walk up a little bit of the ramp. So I wasn't in the disabled area sitting okay. down, but it was on the ramp so I could fully see onto the stage. So nice. it was just a great view. So I was just proper jamming out, just listening to some pretty like gnarly fucking slams and riffs. It was really, really good, actually. So I'm going to check them out when I get a chance because that was probably one of my favorite sets no way. At the festival, like it was really mid-paced and groovy and the vocals were really good. It was like a blend of like legit straight up hardcore shouts and like Amazing. death metal, like growling, similar to what um, Iron, um, not Iron Dissonance, um, Despised Icon do. Okay, yeah. Because they've got that perfect blend of like hardcore and death metal vocals. So it was nice. a bit similar to that. It was really, really good. That sounds amazing. So that was a great set. And then uh, there was another band called Urn, who are a London band. Everyone is raving about Urn. They got books for Damnation as well. Yeah, so the crazy thing about them is I hadn't heard of them prior to going to Bloodstock. Like mm. The name was somewhat familiar, but it was my friend that recommended them to me. So Floyd, you'd probably um, really dig this. So um, I didn't have a chance to listen to the album, but I was like, I'll definitely check them out when they perform live. And they're one of those bands, they're kind of like a... Mastodon-esque in the way that you can't really pigeonhole them. Nice. Like you can't really peg them down to one genre. They've got a really cool, unique blend of different things going on. Like those bits of doom and like bits of uh, sludge. There's a lot of sludge in the music, bits of hardcore. And it was all kind of wrapped up in a kind of a bit of a progressive ribbon. So it was like even the last track, which uh, I believe was called uh, A Desolate Heart, had this kind of like monstrous, like Opeth style riff at the end. A bit like the end of uh, Deliverance. Oh, nice. It was just really fucking cool. And I was like, shit. So they were really good. Okay, I'm definitely checking them out. Them and Casket Feeders so far, I'm like, I'm going to listen to these guys on the way home. I think you'd definitely dig Urn. They were super, super sick. They got one album that was released recently through Candlelight called, uh, I did make a note of this, uh, Serpent and Spirit. It's got the word serpent in it, so I'm down. Yeah, no, it's, I, yeah. I didn't even clock that. <laughs> <laughs> but it was um, it was a great set, and like, yeah, vocals were super super aggressive. He was doing throwing some cleans in there as well. Um, a big crowd, and another thing I'll say: the sound on the stages was fucking immaculate for the most part. Beautiful. Like I've never heard the New Blood and Sophie stage, and even the Jaeger stage. You guys sounded fucking massive. Really? And the Jaeger oh, stage, cool. I thought, yeah, and I was like behind the amps as well, so it must have been oh. even louder from the front. Nice. But it was, uh, yeah, the sound was amazing. 
but yeah, Earn are definitely a band who I think are going to have a bit of an upwards trajectory. Yeah. And I, they, they are more of a Damnation band, so I think they're going to absolutely slay it in Damnation as I well. I feel like they'll be finding their way onto the road burn and things like that. Oh, 100%. 100%, yeah. yeah. I think, um, yeah, no doubt um, Becky from Roadburn's probably paying attention to these festivals I and, hope so, and yeah. seeing what's going on. Because I think it's crazy because um, there are a lot of publications news sites and stuff have picked up on Bloodstock because it pretty much is yeah. the first big fucking festival of almost any music. That's back. I will say, I want to shout out to King Witch. They were on the BBC website as well. And um, Laura from King Witch is like an absolute cool human being all around. And their music's great, like very doomy, very cool. And yeah, they were featured on the BBC. They played the first day as well. Oh, nice. Yeah. And um, yeah, it was like a really cool picture of them on the BBC website. I was like, oh my God, it's King Witch. Oh, that's super cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool that it was getting, because I think it's great to see bands like that getting the publicity from a more mainstream yeah. perspective. Even though, let's be honest, we know BBC have no plans of covering the shit in the future. <laughs> Probably but was, not. But it was cool to see it. For yeah, maybe we'll we'll make some new metalheads from uh, seeing that well, you know the article and the crowds and being interested in listening to some of the bands. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? It's um, yeah, because I mean that's how I used to find out about bands and shit. I would hear about them through the mainstream, and then I remember watching them um, Top of the Pups two back in the days, and it was um, Iron Maiden playing Run to the Hills. I know none of us here are particular. <laughs> It's a good Iron song, Maiden though, fans, but yeah, it was just yeah. like it was a bit like, oh shit, what the fuck is this? <laughs> like this sounds cool, um, and yeah, so it just shows that you know, just like a gateway into the heavy scene can come from anywhere, really. I love that um, on the young ones they used to get like proper bands on there. They had like Motorhead on one episode of the Young Ones. And it's Did so, they? It's so good. Fuck they you! Play I never Ace watched the Young Ones. I love the young ones. It's one of my favorite like TV shows for sure. Yeah. yeah. See, I really like Bottom, but um, Bottom is funny, but Young Ones is better in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, I should probably watch it at some point. But it's um, I had no idea Mo had one, and that was cool. Yeah. yeah I see Carcass being on Red Dwarf. Oh my god! Yes. Yeah. Uh, the Ohm song. What are they called again? The egg. What something in the eggheads? What are they called? Something the Smegheads. Smegheads. Right? Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Oh, it's it's, so funny. Um, that was cool. And um, I remember watching an interview with uh, Jeff and Bill. And they were saying that they bumped into Craig Charles um, later on and said, oh, yeah, we were the band that were in that episode. He didn't believe them before. They were just chatting shit. <laughs> yeah. That's a really good episode as well. Yeah. And actually, I've got something to tell you about Craig Charles afterwards, but I'll, I'll tell you afterwards. <laughs> I can't wait to hear this. <laughs> Craig Charles gossip. Sorry, Serpent Temple. You can't, <laughs> this is uh, for our eyes only. Yeah. But um, who else did we have? Oh, God. Okay. Now, there was this replacement act called Hacked, uh, Hacktivist Pulled Out. Okay. I think it was COVID-related, I'm not sure. And they were replaced by this uh, kind of uh, act called The Punk Rock Factory. Okay. That played pop-punk covers of, like, TV themes and Disney songs. Was it good? And I fucking hated it. Okay. But I will say that people were losing their shit to it. <laughs> and people were having a great fucking time. I'm not a Disney fan, though. Okay. And they're playing, like, covers of The Greatest Showman's song. You know, this I is the greatest show... I actually don't know what that is. Okay. It's the Hugh Jackman, um, like, film musical thing he was in. He, I, wow. I thought it was just Les Miserables that he was in. He yeah. did, like, a, a whole thing of musicals? Damn. Yeah, it was... Um, I mean, I've not seen it, so I'm not going to pretend to know really too much what it's about. Something to do with circuses and shit. Oh, that but, sounds horrible. But anyway, so they were doing covers of, like, really popular, like, pop songs and TV themes, and okay. they've done Thundercats and Power Rangers and the Pokemon theme. Okay. So, okay. and, and, and you generation. know, as, as, <laughs> <Shem's face. laughs> as a Thursday night act, because it still was technically the party night. So, so I think it got everyone fine. in the spirit. And, yeah, like, yeah. you know, and like, I, I was just a bit too tired. I was just like, fuck this. So I just went back to camp and pretended I never went to see it. <laughs> but, um, but hey, you know what? At the end of the day, what a fucking, it was probably the most packed I'd seen the Sophie tent all weekend no way yeah, people were well up for it well so. if people want to see it then i guess exactly. they're gonna get it yeah. yeah and you know people had a whale of a time so you know so they were on and then lawnmower death i caught a little bit of them but unfortunately i was too tired and I, i've seen lawnmower death a few times and they've also got another band that have got great comedy shtick but i just wasn't feeling it i was just a bit tired and hungry so because um the funny thing was with this year, with the extra day, I think it was already setting in yeah. on Thursday night. I was like, fuck, I'm already getting tired. You've so, not gone for like two years and suddenly you've got an extra day. Yeah. So it was just a bit too much for me. But I heard through a few people who'd watched them that they were their typical sardonic and um, hilarious selves. So. Hmm. And then also on Thursday, 
there was a wrestling-themed party night. Oh, that sounds so fun. Which was kind of cool. So me and a few of our friends who are into wrestling went there. They only played one wrestling song, technically. It was the New Age Outlaws theme. You know, the you by the no. no one, but to any non-wrestling fans, I think I'm losing my mind. <laughs> my kind of wrestling is like the different kind of wrestling, but one day I will get into that also again. Yeah, but it was to play one song and um, and the rest of it was just classic kind of crowd-pleasing metal tracks. They played a few uh, Gojira tracks and uh, played Limp Biscuit Break Stuff. Which was always, which is always a fun song to hear live, <laughs> but we had a great time on the Thursday night. That was fun, and then uh, then we had the Friday, which had a few good bands. I'm going to try not to go into too much detail because I'll be uh, just talking forever. So you had Fetal Juice open up the Saturday stage. That's a good way like, to start. They're kind of like an aborted esque kind of death grind band. So that was a good energetic way to start the first band of the main stage. So that was cool. Comparison. And there was people throwing mad shapes in the pit. Nice. So there was people um, at one point, the singer, they've got a new singer from the last time I saw them. I think they've got a slightly different lineup now. And he was saying he wants to see people's legs in the air. So a lot of people got on their back and were cycling in the air with their legs in the pit. Ooh. So, which was so a lot of people were there having fun and having a good old nice. time in the pit. So nice. it was always good to see those sort of shenanigans and hijinks. It's warm in here, isn't it? I'm not <laughs> just like, just like I'm sweating. fine. Oh, I think my vaccine's uh, in full effect. I'm in like cold 5G territory right now. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. So they were good. Enjoyed them. Then Svalbard played. So watch them. They were great. Awesome. And I think Serena Cherry was absolutely stoked to have such a big crowd. Amazing. They have a really good turnout. Well she, she looked, yeah, a great band. And I love the solo project as well, which we reviewed. Yeah, the, yeah, um, not too. Nocturne. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was great, and I think um, it kind of reminded me a bit of. I know they've got a, 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 a storied past, but a bit like Agalock when they played in 2015, because they've kind of got that similar, really kind of ethereal guitar work. Mm. But it was great to hear that ringing out on the main stage, and that's one of the things I like about Svalbard as an act. I like their combination of the whole post-hardcore thing with the really kind of melancholic and kind of really just just beautiful guitar leads. And it was just, and they performed amazingly. I thought it was a great set and a great kind of, um, kind of like a great counterbalance to Fetal Juice, who were a bit more kind of like sillier and brutal. So nice. it was a good slot for them on the bill. And then the next band I watched were uh, Acid Rain, who were the uh, the only band at the festival I was barrier for because no uh, they way. played directly after Svalbard and there's nothing else going on. I'd already had something to eat. So I said, fuck it, I'll be barrier for Acid Rain. Nice. Another kind of comedy tinged kind of thrash band. Yeah. Kind of like our answer to municipal waste in a way. Um, and I saw them, they headlined the Sophie Tent in 2015, I believe, at Bloodstock. And it was um, and it was just pandemonium. Like the singer, <laughs> his stage name is H. I don't know his real name, okay. but I, I believe he's a stand-up comedian as well. No way. Okay. So he's got great stage banter, and um, one of the amps unfortunately broke for one of their guitarists. So and it was the perfect band for it to happen to because he was just bantering with the crowd. Nice. And he got everybody to call the amp a cunt on stage and stuff. So <laughs> it was just and a they played some amp. great and yeah. <laughs> But it was a, it was a great set, you know. If you like that sort of silly party thrash, it's um, and they've got some actually really good like like traditional thrashy riffs. Mm. Um, they've got a track that I really like called "Motherly Love," which is about Norman Bates. Okay. And the end of the track, this really moshy thrash riff with everybody shouting Norman at the end. And it's uh, yeah, it was a really good set. Enjoyed that. Then Venom Prison played, who were nice. fantastic. Yeah. They had a lot of pyro and fire, so that was quite cool and, and fitted their kind of uh, performance quite well. Um, they're a band who I will admit I've seen them live a few times last time I saw them at Bloodstock it was a bit too early in the morning okay. so I just wasn't feeling it but they destroyed the uh, eyesore stage at Damnation a few years prior to that no it wouldn't have been the eyesore stage it was a terrorizer stage the one down from the main stage and um, I just love their combination of similar to Casket Feeder they do a really good blend of hardcore and death metal mm. like you've got like the, the really groovy fucking like throw down kind of riffs and then the proper death metal parts. And she has great stage presence as well. Amazing. So that was a great set. I watched Skindred, who were pretty good. I love Skindred live. They're I so love good them live. live. You know. Yeah, I always, I always make a point to see them at a festival. I never really listen to them on tape, but fuck me, they are the perfect festival band. My first experience to Skindred was through the game, through the game 
Need for Speed Underground 2. No way, I didn't know they were on yeah. it. They've got, they've got the track Nobody on it. Oh, and it's such a I remember good track. listening to it. I was like, this is like fucking some reggae corn shit. Like, what the fuck is this? It's legit. Like, I actually have a thing where if I listen to reggae, I become inexplicably furious. <laughs> but I don't have that with Skindred. They're just Duh. so. I saw them at Hammerfest. And I remember being with a bunch of like really elitist metalheads who were all like standing there with their arms crossed. Yeah. Um, and they were like, I was like, I really want to see them live. And they were all just like, I don't care. And they were just standing there. And then Benji comes on. He's like, do you guys like metal? Do you guys like black metal? And he just does this like <laughs> insane scream, like the best vocal scream of the entire weekend. This is like yeah. a festival of Dark Funeral and Akakaka. Benji's voice is fucking insane. He just does this scream, and then immediately afterwards they start fucking playing dubstep. Yeah, and he's just like, like, like dubstep, and the whole crowd are like, "Fuck you, fuck you." It was like such a hostile crowd. But then ten minutes later, the whole crowd's fucking dancing, including the guys with their arms crossed. God. They're just like, like I can't help it. I've got a nod, but they look so angry. They're just so angry to be like dancing and moving, but you can't not do it. They're just so good live. Ah, oh, so cool. So that was at Hammerfest. Yeah, Hammerfest. Yeah, oh, many so a year cool. ago. He's great at like striking that balance between kind of like riling up the crowd and also yeah. hyping them up at the same time. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was a really good set actually. They done like a dub version of um, oh, Slipknot song. Which song was it? Might have been Duality. I oh, think. amazing! I'm not the biggest Slipknot fan, but I'm pretty That's sure it was Duality. Yeah. So he done like a tribute to Joey Jordison. Oh. And uh, and that was cool. And there was people like proper fucking throwing down. Damn. Um, he had another project prior to Skindred called Dub War that I've never listened to. I've heard to, of Dub War, but I've not listened to them. But it's yeah. meant to be really fucking good. So I've been oh. meaning to check that out for years. But um, you're absolutely right and spot on. Like his his stage presence and his vocal skills and he's so they're so good it's hard not to like them live yeah. and I'm the same as you they're not a band I really check out on records but I was thinking I'm definitely going to go watch them live yeah. so I feel like it's going to be a great kind of pick me up energy wise for everybody I try, I've tried to get into their discography but to be honest I find the production kind of lets it down but yeah. it could also just be that they just sound so good live as well yeah I kind of feel like um, I'm a bit like that with Orange Goblin if I'm being yeah. honest, I feel like they're, they're a really good live band and sometimes on records, I'm just not really in the in the mood for it. I think when you when a band is really good live, it's hard to sound also good on, on tape. You just yeah. have to have really good production. It's got to be more forward. Whereas I feel like if it's all very smoothed out and everything's like kind of held back and restrained and it's still, it can be heavy still, but I just find it hard to get the same energy that you do live so i think it's a high, a high bar to set for yourself sometimes it's, it's interesting though when you think about because i think that is the sign of a truly complete band a band mm. you could enjoy both live and on record definitely it always seems to fall on either side of the fence you either yeah. watch a band live and think oh they were a bit shit but you really like them on record yeah you watch them like well they were amazing and then you're underwhelmed on record so yeah. a band that can find the balance between the two mm. i think is a band that truly has their shit together Opeth sound exactly the same live as they do on record. Yeah, fucking like it's it's immaculate. Yeah, it's yeah. perfect. Whereas I, I think I think that's good. And then there are some bands that they sound good in different ways. Like yeah. sometimes they change it up somehow, maybe, or you know they're going to do some like improvisation yeah. or like Sleep, for example. They're a good example because they they're like so tone obsessed with tone. So live, you know, you're going to get like an insanely loud and like tone heavy like distorted experience and the bass is going to be like fucking punching you in the in the face but on record it's also like it's really heavy it's really sumptuous and rich to listen to and the mix yeah. like where everything is in the mix is like so considered yeah so it's also like it's not the same as they are live but it's also good i don't know you get two different worlds I yeah guess. i think sciences is such a well-produced album oh it's it beautiful. sounds amazing yeah um yeah you're totally on the ball with sleep there because i mean them a road bun was just such a ritualistic kind mm. of experience and maybe it was because literally everyone was fucking blazing up <laughs> <laughs> i was like yeah, yeah i'm really into this so am i really into this or am i just fucking high <laughs> but no they were amazing yeah, for sure. Anyway, I digress. Talk about yes. Skindred. Oh, they were so good, though, man. I, I really like Skindred and um, and just fucking... I don't know how anybody could have watched that and not had fun. Yeah. And, like, even the whole fucking Newport helicopter thing. Like, it's, it's so, so silly. Fun. It's silly, But, like, yeah. it's such a cool visual to see loads of people... Exactly. It's just, like, it's fucking... It's cool. It's simple and everyone can have fun and loads of kids love it. There was, I think um, the security guard let a few of the kids be in front of the barrier. Oh. To watch the bands, there's a few kids near the front that were doing the That's Newport so cute. helicopter. 
which was kind of cool. And it's always cool to see kids that are genuinely into it. Yeah. Sometimes I think kids are a bit too young at festivals. Yeah. I'm thinking I've this seen kid's some kids not... around some shit. Yeah, yeah. And I'm thinking this kid is not getting anything out of this fucking festival. Yeah. Really. But uh, for the most part, a lot of them seem really into it, which is quite wholesome. Um, and then, yeah, went from Skindred to watching Conan. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, damn. And and Skonan were fucking amazing. Like they're so insanely heavy live, Mm. Um, and the production on the vocals is amazing live as well. Because there's that thing where the vocals kind of sound like someone wailing in the distance. Yeah, on records they're very like reverb heavy, and they they can replicate that so fucking well live. And it was just they've got such good riffs, and I feel like as a band, there's some bands of that genre or that ilk don't know when to switch up the tempo or pace or change mm-hmm. the riff. But I think Conan straddled the line perfectly between knowing when to pick it up, slow it down, and it's just... It was such a good set. Like, they played, like, Faux Hammer, which is one of my favourite tracks, and Very it was just one. just such a good live band. Like, I always, always have a good time watching Conan. And I think they're playing Damnation as well. They I think probably are. I might have made that up. A lot of bands that ended up playing Bloodstock are playing Damnation as I well. I feel like they... they- could well be, yeah. Oh, they probably be, will. Could be chatting shit there. But yeah, fucking so good live. So, so, so good. So they were great. And I went straight from Conan straight back to the main stage for Devin Townsend. Oh, fantastic. Which was, um, and he, if you talk about like like Benji from Skindred being a showman, like Devin Townsend is every bit a showman as well. Like he is so confident in his craft and knows what he's doing. And like, and he even said on stage that the people, his back and band, he had met them three days prior. Yeah. And they had rehearsed and learned all the material in a, in a very short amount of time. Incredible. Which is crazy because it was a by request set list. Oh my God. So he had tracks no, from no Strapping Young Lads, tracks from the Devin Townsend Project, some yeah. of his solo stuff. Wow. So that was a lot of shit they would have had to have learned. Yeah. Damn. And Devin is like, it's not simple music. No, no, yeah. not at all. And it's um, it was a really, really good set list. I'm not overly familiar with his solo stuff because I feel like he's one of those guys who is so prolific that at times I find it a bit off-putting. I know exactly Because like, it's just mean, like I'm yeah. never going to be able to get through all this material. But I am a huge, huge Strapping Young Lad fan and have been for years. The band's not, not, not the... I think I've made that joke before. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, and they played a few tracks. They played Love, Aftermath, and uh, Detox. So... One track from City, one track from Self-Titled, another track from Alien. And it was great to hear those tracks. I never thought I'd hear them live. And so that was really good because I never got the chance to see them live. Um, And yeah, they played Kingdom, which is one of their most popular, one of his most popular solo tracks. And uh, they played Deadhead as well, which is a good kind of emotional, kind of more of a mencolic kind of uh, brooding track. And his vocals are insane. Like his range so is good. is mad. Yeah. And and live he sounded absolutely fantastic. And there was this hilarious moment during one of the tracks, which was a bit, a bit more kind of like a choral, a choral sort of track. Um, he brought this elephant and giraffe on stage. I saw pictures of that. That's yeah. amazing. But they were only meant to be on there for the one song, and the elephant ended up staying for the encore because the crowd started <laughs> cheering for the elephant, <laughs> and the elephant was like dancing along. So that was pretty cool. Oh. Yeah. So that was a, a great headliner. Um, and then it's straight back from Devon Towns and I ran to the Sophie tent to catch Napalm Death. No way. So it was a busy fucking Friday. And Napalm Death were their usual fucking vitriolic best. I mean, there's a reason why, in my opinion, they're one of the most seminal kind of extreme metal bands along with Carcass. And I think it's because they're so influential and their discography in a similar vein to Carcass spans so many different kind of subgenres, and which they helped pioneer. And they even played a track off of my favorite Napalm album, uh, Enemy of the Music Business, to play the opening track, Taste the Poison. Nice. Which was cool because that is my favorite Napalm album and doesn't really get much love mm. uh, from any of their live set lists. So, and then they played all their other classic tracks as well, finished it off with uh, Nazi Punk's Fuck Off. Nice. Um, and yeah, it was just great. It was just great to hear Barney's uh, dulcet sort of Birmingham <laughs> tones. <laughs> And uh, yeah, it was a great way. I mean, I was fucking lagging at this point, though. I must I say, bet. like That's my sciatica was yeah, and oh, like Friday felt like the Sunday. <laughs> so <laughs> the notion of having two days after this was just was just dragging on me at that point. So I, I was bet. thinking. So after Napalm, I just went and back to chill to the campsite. So there's no fucking way I've got any energy to go to any of the uh, the after hours entertainment. Then. I do want to shout out um, Hal Vexia and King Goat, who I think played the Friday as well. Both incredible bands. Gutted I didn't get to. I was I was there from Saturday, so I was a bit of a 
terrible festival goer, didn't see all the bands I wanted to see, but those two bands are fantastic. So I'm sure I saw the pictures of the set. I think they did really, really great job. And I heard yeah. that people saying good things about them. I think that's a good thing about this year. I feel like a lot of people, because of being starved of live music for so long, were there to check out yeah. um, as many bands as possible. I thought I was going to do the same, but I kind of fell back into my old habits of, uh, I can't be bothered, I'll catch them at some other point. <laughs> but it's uh, that's what happens when you've been going to gigs for so long, I think. You, you just get, know you're you going to find jaded. them again. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I kind of like, I just really wanted to enjoy the festival. It was like, um, just seeing people again, that was my main, like, I definitely, I'm gutted I missed Memoriam. Yeah. That's the main band I'm, I'm gutted I missed. I'm really happy I, I, I saw Gravelines, fantastic yeah. band. We'll get to them on the they Sunday. They were great. Yeah, so yeah. Saturday was a bit less uh, busy for me. So the main stage opened up for a band called Borstal. Who are a, I've heard a lot of hype about them. So they're a super group. They've got Nick Barker on drums and so Nick Barker of Doom with Ball Gear are in uh, Cradle Filth. Nice. And uh, Lock Up as well, the, another super group, which features Shane Embry from Napalm. Um, they've got Pelbu, the vocalist from Knuckle Dust, and uh, another band called Bun Them Out, who my friend John plays guitars in. Shout out. That's a shout out to Bun Them Out. Mm-hmm. Um, they were great. It was it was really weird to see kind of like a, a, a beat down, punky, hardcore opening up the main stage. Yeah. And I think I think it opened up a few people's eyes there as well to uh, that sort of style of music, because it's not typically what gets booked for the festival. Obviously, you've got places like Outbreak Festival in Manchester, which is like your hardcore festival. And, you know, it's, it is a separate scene from the metal scene, which I think people forget sometimes. You know, there's a bit of bleed, but like it's, it's, it's a, it's, it is a different kind of crowd that attends a hardcore show than a metal show. Normally seen through the, uh, the different methods of uh, <laughs> dancing in the pit. Yeah. Hardcore dancing is a... <laughs> yeah, it's fascinating. I do want to go to a hardcore show. I'm not getting anywhere near the fucking pit, but oh, I would love to no. go to a hardcore show. Hell no. I fancy not having a broken nose. It's a very breakable nose. Well, I might go to Outbreak Fest. I'm probably going to go to Outbreak Festival, yeah. in um, which is June next year. Okay. It's got like Cold Orange are going to be there, Vane. So a lot of these newer kind of like hybrid hardcore bands that are coming up. They're playing uh, Hellfest, so. Oh, yeah, they are. We've got to make no? sure it's not clashing. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I need to check. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I might not be going to outbreak then. <laughs> Sorry. But it was... Uh, no, Boston were great. Um, it was... Um, it was a really kind of fun, energetic set. And uh, the band I saw after that were Contra. Who were, nice. Uh, it was just a really doomy, gloomy fucking... Metal to the Masses winner as well. Oh, were they? Oh, yeah, they were a Metal to the Masses band. Oh, shit. That's why they get um, Bloodstock Club, I think. Part of the reason they're like a family band. Okay, I did not know that. Yeah, maybe I'm talking shit, but I'm pretty sure they're a Metal to the Masses band. Well, they're great, and they're making some great waves on the scene. Like their yeah. brand of kind of like death-tinged t- death sludge is really kind of winning a lot of people over, and it was a really fucking intense, gloomy set. Nice. And it started raining during their set as well, and I was like, yeah, nice. this, this is what needs to happen. Yeah. And they, they had a great set list. They played, um, they played Scorn, Wretch, Choke, Dwell, so a lot of tracks off of their, uh, their album their first album and um yeah it was just really really fucking good um they're another band who i think are probably more suited for damnation yeah but it's great to see them getting some main stage love because they have played the sophie stage of bloodstock before and i think it's always good to know that that style of music can translate well to the main stage yeah so i think sometimes that sort of shit kind of falls a bit flat on its face sometimes and i'll use dark funeral as an example they played bloodstock in 2013 and it was really sunny and like all the corpse paint was running off their face and it was just and you know like black metal in 30 degrees heat just never works i mean funny enough 1349 were all right i saw them in 2015 on the main stage and they were actually quite good um even in those extreme temperatures but yeah it's um but no it was great to see them and then i watched you guys on the uh side which was a great set shout out to lowen (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> and it was a good turnout sounded really good so i think you guys done an amazing set thank you i can't really review my own set i was there <laughs> <laughs> and then uh then it was just creator so i took a bit of a break and prepared myself for creator was probably my highlight of the festival because uh yeah i saw we were in the artist area and then we just saw this huge like tentacular release from the main stage just like it was like oh like the streamers yeah that was crazy that was cool yeah 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 Yeah, they've done something similar last time they like have had the red confetti coming out the cannons but yeah yeah. i just love shit like that i'm such a mark for just so ooh, (laughs) it's (laughs) Ooh, paper (laughs) (laughs) but it's um but no it was a really really good set it was quite similar to their their, the last set i saw them when they played but it was um it was just fucking really hit the spot. Like I was saying before, I'm more of a fan of Teutonic 
kind of like German thrash. So, and they're one of my favorite thrash bands. And unlike a lot of other thrash bands, they haven't been stuck in their ways and just stuck to that 80s sound. They have modernized a bit. Mm. And the later albums have got elements of kind of like uh, just more progressive elements. And it's just more modern song structures. Like it's not just the classic sort of thrash beats all the time. Um, so it was a really get great set. Uh, they played a good mixture of old and new tracks, and um, we were losing our shit for them. We started our own little circle pit as a yeah. joke, uh, and then other people started joining in seriously. Nice, <laughs> and then it turned into an actual pit. Oh. So we were like, oh fuck, um, with, the, with those dickheads at the back starting pits where they don't deserve, to, where they don't, where they shouldn't be. <laughs> but it was oh, we were, I was losing my mind to creators. So that was a great, probably one of my favourite main stage headliners I've seen at the festival. And then we had Sunday. So we had Grave Lines was the first band I watched. Yeah. So you watched Grave Lines as well? Oh my God. I love Grave Lines so much. Like the Dolce, Dolce, Dolce? Is it Dolce? Dolce, I think. Isn't it? Dolce. Because it comes from the Italian word Dolce, which means sweet, right? It's the a good sweet tale. So in my mind, it's like, say Dolce. But then it doesn't make sense because it's not a word, which okay. is so, why, why does it have to be? Anyway, Jake Harding has a beautiful voice. It's like, it's like imagine if depressed bees made honey. Oh, That's yeah. how his voice sounds. It's yeah. like very melancholic and and um, like yeah. And then they had Caroline from Dystopian Future Movies come out to to sing some of the songs from the split they did. And then Bill, who mm. is also in Dystopian Future Movies with Caroline, but they're also both in Church of the Cosmic Sk- Church of the Cosmic Skull because I can talk. They were also there. He was there. He was their roadie. So you could see him on the side of the stage, like filming. And it was really sweet. They're really lovely people. Yeah. It was yeah. a great set. I think I saw Sam Loins. Sam Loins was, was there, a yeah. standing side stage. Yeah, there, yeah, yeah. yeah, he's always everywhere. Like wherever <laughs> I go, I see Sam Loins. I'm like, of course Sam Loins is here. He was the first person we knew that we saw at the festival. We were driving in and then he was just standing backstage. We're like, of course Sam Loins is here. Just wheeling and dealing. He's just always just... there. Yeah. <laughs> like just looking cool being Sam Loins. Shout out to Sam Loins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was a great set though. And it was, um, they sounded good in the Sophie tent. I think it was the perfect tent for them. And they're quite a big turnout. I must yeah, say. huge turnout, especially yeah. that time of day as well. It was a big full tent. Yeah. yeah. And I thought the guitar tone was just crystal fucking clear. It came through so well. Ollie has, Oliver, like, yeah. he is so into his, like, guitar tone, old amps, cool pedals and stuff. I really love yeah. seeing what he's playing. Yeah. yeah. And the bass as well sounded amazing. Yeah. Just, everything sounded great. And they like got the a... new drummer as well. I think it's called yeah. Sam. I'm really sorry if I got that wrong. I'm pretty sure it's Sam. He's so nice. Yeah. They're all just such lovely human beings. And it's just great when they also make really good music. So, yeah. double, triple bonus. Yeah. So, hopefully, that's some good exposure for them because I think it's probably, I think there's definitely a place for that sort of bleak. Yeah, really fucking, but also quite groovy and yeah, it's like hard not. It's like very accessible and it's also like very dark and heavy at the same time. Yeah, it was good shit. Yeah, and then uh, then I watched Green Lung, who are really good. They're real waves, real big up and coming band. A massive, massive crowd for them. Fantastic. Actually, couldn't really get into the tent. Damn. Uh, So I kind of stood a bit side stage because I was eating another rotisserie chicken at the time. (laughs) Um, I didn't realize he had two. <laughs> one of the 20. <laughs> but it was, um, but yeah, it was great just to eat chicken and watch Green Lung. <laughs> but, I love that. But really good. Like people were fucking headbanging like mad to them. So, like nice, the whole middle nice. section seemed to be really fucking into it. I was into it as well. It was really, really good. They sounded amazing. And uh, I'd definitely be catching them at Damnation as well. They're, they're booked to play. And it was, yeah, it was, it was a great show for them, I think. Because I awesome, think yeah. it showed them that they are definitely on an upward trajectory. Well trajectory. deserved as well. They have yeah. fantastic merch too. They've got like a really cool anti-fascist patch, but it's like green. It's like a doom metal. Oh, that's cool. It's like yeah. a fist smashing a black sun. Yeah. It's really cool. And then, yeah, like just in general, they have fantastic graphic design. They work with this really cool artist. It's yeah. like a very folk horror kind of style. Yeah, it's cool. They've got that classic kind of Black Sabbath font logo as well, haven't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Such a good, that was such a good set. That was such a good band. Yeah, fantastic. 10 out of 10 Green Lung. That was great. And then uh, then you had Judas Priest headlining. Of course. Um, who were fantastic. The set list was impeccable. They played, what, two songs they've never, ever played, ever. So I've got a list. So they played a lot of tracks from Painkiller. Nice. So you had One Shot of Glory, which is the closing track on Painkiller, which was the first time they played, which was the first time they'd ever played it. That was a live debut for that track. They played Exciter, which is off the Stained Class album. That was a, sorry, just spat on the cloth. (laughs) Uh, That was the first time they played that since 2005. Played Hell Patrol, which is the second track on Painkiller. First time since 2009. 
played the title track from Rockerola, which was the first time we played that since 1976. Oh, bloody hell. So that was a real deep choice cut there. Wow. Uh, a Touch of Evil on Painkiller. Once again, I think, I believe that was a debut. That's the first time they played that. Uh, Dissident Aggressor, first time since 2009. Blood Red Skies from the Ram It Down album. Uh, that was, uh, yeah, first time since 2012. And then Invader as well. That was the first time that track had been played live, also off the Stained Class album, I believe. Wow. So it was um, it was a very, very deep cut, but also crowd-pleasing set list. You Incredible. Had, you had Pain- Painkiller on there, Victim of Changes, obviously Living After Midnight, Breaking yeah. the Law, Metal Gods, all the classics, but it was the only thing I will say, the sound wasn't too good. Oh, no. So from where I was standing, it might have been better elsewhere. Yeah. But it was, it, it's hard to fill a whole arena with good sound, to be yeah. fair. Yeah. But I will say, considering their kind of elder status in the community and in the scene they put on such a good show and rob halford still sounds fucking amazing can i just say singing like that for two hours at his age that's fucking impressive yeah and he maintained it as well like i i don't think the quality of his voice dipped at all during the entire two hours incredible an incredible vocalist and doing all that whilst moving around on stage yeah i can't fucking do that yeah that's insane he is so good i mean there's a reason he's considered the the fucking godfather isn't he i mean he's he really is just one of the best vocalists and just great range great presence just great power it's just so so good and technically such a good singer as well yeah um even done like a death metal growl at one point no i can't remember way. what track it was during might have been painkiller i can't remember but oh it was God. just like it was just fucking just oh. the man was on fire i wonder how much it cost to have him do vocal lessons oh god probably a lot <laughs> yeah probably a fair amount <laughs> and um yeah you had richie faulkner and uh, andy sneep uh, playing guitars but they brought out as they did last time in 2018 they brought out glenn tipton to play a few songs wow. so so it was great to see glenn tipton again obviously he's unfortunately suffering from uh, parkinson's mm-hmm. but he played uh, the last few tracks of the set so oh. that was uh, always cool to see a nice hot warming moment but it was a great set and it was a great end to the festival shame that the sound wasn't too good from where i was standing but as always after a few songs you kind of just forget about it and just get just into enjoy it. it yeah yeah so, and I was fucking exhausted as well at that point. I mean, this was Sunday <laughs> night after a five-day stint. So, I bet, yeah. So I was five days. flagging massively. Wow. And I definitely lost my voice trying to sing along to Painkiller, which is tradition. <laughs> Never hear that track live. One of my favorite covers ever is Def's cover of Painkiller. Oh, so good, isn't it? It's such it's a good cover. Such a good cover. Yeah. Yeah, yeah well, that's fantastic. I mean, it's so surreal to be talking about a five-day festival after not having gone to a gig since 2020. Like early 2020. I have. Have I gone to a gig before then? Yeah, my so. last was the uh, the real Batushka. Um, oh yeah, in February 2020. So I Christoph remember. was doing his was touring his Batushka at that time at the Dome. Yeah, that was the last gig I went to prior to this. The last gig I went to was the one that we played at the Dev. Oh yeah, with Haunted in in I think February 2020. So that was yeah. it. Yeah. But yeah, so I think it was a triumphant return to live music and it was uh, just great to see that, that, you know, and I think this is something we all knew anyway within the scene that like, you know, when you're, when you're in it, you're kind of in it for life or yeah. a, a long period of time. And whenever the first opportunity for things to come back was going to be made safe, you knew people would come back in their droves. 100%, yeah. There was no way that people weren't going to absolutely be behind the scene and all the bands playing. I think as well, we'll we'll always be extra grateful for what we've got in the scene too, because I think after not having it for a year, I think it's really like reinforced how wonderful it is and how lucky we are to have such a vibrant scene, honestly. Yeah, exactly. Like the UK scene is so fucking strong because yeah. obviously there was, there was maybe a, a smattering of European bands there. So I think you had Devin from Canada who'd done the full quarantine and process yeah, just to amazing. make sure. Yeah. So like fucking massive fucking props respect and yeah. props to him for, for you know, making sure that he, t- he would still do the show. And obviously Crate had done the same. They came in um, uh, quarantined for a few days. Uh, but yeah, it's just it just shows how strong the UK scene is, and we've we've seen it again in the revised Damnation lineup. Yeah, just shows that you know that like you know we've got. I mean, we did fucking kind of create the genre, so it's certainly fitting <laughs> that we've got such a good fucking scene. It's true, yeah. We're so lucky. Like even though we're a pretty small island, we've got a shit ton of miserable people making good music. So <laughs> yeah. thanks for that. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for thanks for Britain for being a really shit place to live <laughs> at times, therefore art. inspiring a lot of sh- fucking angry music. <laughs> 
yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, the, they announced 20 bands for next year as well, didn't they? Yeah, so I'll try and, uh, we'll try and get the list up. Bring that shit up. So um, feel free to edit this down if this takes too long. Yes. <laughs> I completely forgot to actually like load it up. <laughs> I'm pretty sure someone on Spotted Bloodstock mentioned that that sound. Oh my god, the website's oh, my phone. Well, that, there's always like kind of a meme of Bloodstock, and this year it was that I don't know where it fucking comes from, but it's that give me a. Huh. I've never heard that before. No, I've yeah. no I don't know that. <laughs> so some I don't know. <laughs> Just making fucking orgasm noises now. <laughs> but, I, did, um, I did connect those two dots. Yeah, I have no idea where it's fucking from, but the singer of Fetal Juice said it, and then I think that kind <laughs> of had a bit it. of a... But I heard um, it throughout the entire fucking week, so I've got no idea where it's from, so someone crazy. can educate me there. I've got no fucking clue. Yeah, so I've got it up. So you've got Lamb of God are the headliners. Log. <laughs> Log. <laughs> Log. Log of God. <laughs> They're headlining the Sunday, I believe. So nice. that'd be their first time back since 2013. Ooh, Obviously, uh, Merciful Fate have been added back onto the lineup, which cool. is a real bucket list band. I think for a lot of people who are too young to catch them first time around. Yeah. Uh, so it'd be great to see King Diamond in action again. Uh, Doom with Borgir are back on the lineup. That'll be fun. That's our only UK show. Oh, they've got Bloody Wood. Yep. So you've got Testament. So a lot of thrash. You've got Testament and Exodus and Sacred Reich. So nice. fair yeah. amount of thrash. Bury Tomorrow, who I think are a metalcore band. I've never actually listened to them. Mm-hmm. And you've also got the two of the more uh, um, polarizing people in the metal scene. You've got Violence, which is Rob Flynn's other project. God damn And it. Philip Anselmo. And Philip oh my Ins- God, they're Inselmo, on the same day. And The Illegals. Not sure if that's the same day. But... No, I've got them both on Sunday. Oh, have you? Yeah. Okay, Do you think they're going to like have a little fight? Maybe. They like had a bit of beef, didn't they? Yeah, they the did. Point. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, Flynn called out Phil and Phil was like, meh. Got Guar, which we mentioned before. The Black Dahlia Murder, who are always good live. Yeah, Bloody Wood will be headlining one of the Sophie Knights, I think. Okay. A band called Heathen, who I'm not familiar with. I don't know who. Who will be playing um, at some point during the Sophie. And then the weird one for me, and apologise to anybody who camped with me, because I fucking ranted about this for hours. <laughs> Static X are closing the festival. And, I, and I'm just like, fucking... Wait, they're, like, they're on the main stage. They're, they're on, the on the Judas, Sophie stage, the sorry, Judas, to clarify, oh, they'll okay. be closing the festival on the Sophie stage, so they'll be playing after the last headliner. Huh. But it turns out that they do have a shit ton of Spotify followers, so Fair they have a big following, so maybe they're... People I, really like them, I guess. I rated Static X as like a third grade new metal band with like Edema and Spineshank. Had no idea they were that big, but apparently they are. And the, the, the singer's dead as well. Like they've oh. got they've got the singer from Dope filling in for Wayne Static, who unfortunately passed away I didn't a few know years that ago. He did. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that about Wayne Static. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, a bit of a strange booking for me. But hey ho, maybe a lot of people are into Static X. They didn't know about. Yeah. So, yeah, and Butcher Flex. Babies. I'm not even going to comment on that. I don't know anything about them. Are they a band or? They're a band. Listen to their music. Not a fan. That's all I'll okay, say. Cool, cool. Uh, then uh, Life of Agony would be playing as well. Cool. Legendary band. And then a Night Flight Orchestra, who I think uh, can I kind of they're like an acapella sort of. Acapella, like an apo- but orchestra. Like an apocalyptic. Oh, acapella is like spoken. Yeah, that's what I think. Yeah. They are. They're acapella, so I'm not sure if they perform any instruments. Oh right. Oh, so like a barbershop quartet. Kind of, and they 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 make the sounds of the instruments themselves through. <laughs> what the I think fuck? I could be getting mixed up with another band. <laughs> it's not that fucking horrible band. What they fucking called? Oh, I hate them so much. Oh god, what they fucking called? But, I hate them. I mean, it's a similar gimmick to Apocalyptica in the sense that they do metal songs, but just with with you know fucking classical instruments. instruments. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it's um. But that's what I think. I think that's what a Nightfly Orchestra. Are. I think they're an a cappella band that that they fucking perform all the. So like beatboxing orchestrally, but also doing orchestral beatbox metal covers. Maybe I could be chatting shit. That sounds insane. Can you imagine pitching that to like a potential bandmate? It might not be. I'm probably getting them confused with another band. <laughs> I kind of hope they are. There is a band that does that. I can't remember what they're called. I know I thought the it might band you band. mean. I fucking hate that band so much as well. I think they're German and they have like, they're like fucking, what are they fuck? I... So it's not this band then. It's, it's a different band. But... I mean, it could just also be the both. They're, they're both like that. Oh my God. I don't want to, I, I don't even want to remember who the band is. I'm just not going to remember. They just have a fucking no. awful... Oh. But it's a solid lineup for 2022. I'm hoping to see uh, Behemoth or Behemoth, Behemoth. Uh, added back onto the lineup because they were 
uh, slated to be a headliner, as were Cattle Decapitation. They were due to play. I'd love to see Cattle Decap on. I'm, I don't really care about Behemoth. Like, I'm not a, a huge Nergal fan. But yeah. yeah, Cattle Decap would be nice. Yeah, it's, um, the, I will admit the last time I saw Behemoth, they did put on a really good stage show. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm with you on the whole Nurgle thing. He kind of, I mean, he fucks me off personally. Yeah. But, but it's, whatever. Um, I don't separate my art from the artist, but some people do. And if you want to make a sandwich, or you want to have like a two slices of toast, you do your thing. I just want toast. Oh, a toast would be nice right now, wouldn't it? But yeah, so it's. Uh, I'll be waiting with bated breath to see who else has added up to the lineup. But Same. after after the roar and success of this year, and once again, well done to the entire team for getting it all together. 10. It's, uh, it's definitely got me revitalized and excited for what's going to happen next year. Hell yeah. And roll on damnation. Roll on damnation. Roll on bloodstock 2022. Plague years 2022. Um, I can't <laughs> fucking wait. Like, it's great. Music's back. It's healed, everyone. Yeah. And also, um, on an unrelated note for any wrestling fans out there, CM Punk returned. The rest of CM Punk? Yeah, he returned to the uh, the rival promotion, AEW, last night, ah. which was... Which was, ma- which was massive news in the wrestling scene. That's fucking cool. Yeah, I only say that because there's so much crossover between metal fans and wrestling fans. But yeah, so we should I was do... up to 4 a.m. last night watching his return. So maybe we should do like a thing where you like induct me back into wrestling. We can do some like reaction videos. Do some watch along to some matches, yeah, especially let's... some of the New Japan matches because some of them oh, you definitely to... love to. You love him. I'd love that, and I'm obsessed with Sakuraba. So if there's anything with him in New Japan, I'd fucking love that. Yeah, yeah. It's um, there's the the their style is so much stiffer and strike based. So I think you'd I'd be into that. it. Yeah, yeah, it's good shit. Sick. All right. So any closing remarks? No, just once again, uh, what a roar and success, and well done once again. I've said it, if I say it once, I'll say it a hundred times. So, mm-hmm. but it was great. I had a great weekend. It was good fun. Yeah, likewise. And um, yeah, I just can't wait to attend more gigs. Same. Yeah, thank you so much, Bloodstock. Thank you if you were at Bloodstock, if you saw us at Bloodstock, if you liked us at Bloodstock, if you hated us at Bloodstock, feel free to do the same and to continue. Throw us a like, throw us a subscribe, tell us what we should do next, who should we review, who should we see, and thank you for tuning in. Till next time. Bye.